0: Today's daf is Ksubis Daf Peizayin, and we are at the Mishnah, the first of the two Mishnayos on Daf Peva Vamebeis. Today's daf is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Elazar Ben Shimshin to Mishnah. A man appointed his wife to be a Chenvanus to run his store. So a Chenvini is a storekeeper. This man had a store, and his wife is working in the family business, she's the one that runs the store. Or a man appointed his wife to oversee all his business dealings. If at any point the man suspects that maybe his wife took something that she wasn't supposed to take, maybe some of the business dealings are not 100% okay, he has a right to be he can force her into court and say, I want you to swear that everything that you're doing is in the up and up. Rebbe says, afilu al that not only can a man who appointed his wife as a khenvanis or an apetrupa force his wife to swear if he suspects something, but every single husband can force his wife to swear that the threads in the house are okay or that the isa, the dough in the house is okay. Meaning every woman has a responsibility to perform certain chores in the house things that we spoke about earlier in the Masech, And if a man suspects that not everything is 100% okay, that would in and of itself be enough for him to be able to make her swear. So the theme of the mission is that a man could be his wife, Shavu, in the event that he suspects that something is not okay. There's a machloikis between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehazar. What would trigger that shvu According to the Tanakam, a, a woman that's a chenvana, she's an apetropa, she's running a business for her husband. Then the man can make her swear. According to Rabbi Ezer, even if she's not running a business, pilka so that would be enough for him to be able to be mechayivish. Wasok to The bnei yeshiva had a question; they weren't hundred percent sure. They didn't understand clearly what Rebeleez was. Meaning, when Rebbe says that a man can make his wife swear, al pilcha Ali sasa al gil, gilgul kamar, did he mean, dafka al gilgul shvua, atchila kamar. Or did he mean, even So there's a concept of gilgul shvua, which states, that sometimes, if Reuben and Shimon are in court together, and there's a din Torah going on, if Ruvein, for example, would be chayef to swear because the halacha says he's chayef to swear. He was a moidah for example. Then Besdin can sometimes make Ruvain swear even for something that ordinarily he wouldn't be chayef al-yuday gilgul shvur. So it's some sort of domino effect that once we make you swear for one thing, so now we can extend that even for something else that ordinarily would not have a Khhiyashwar. So the Gemara had a sad that could be when Rebel I said a man can make his wife swear. Al Valisasa, it means Dafka Al Meaning it's talking about where the man is anyways making his wife swear because, like the Rachel of the Mishnah, she was a Khenvanis or she was an Apatrapa. Then we say that once she's swearing that, Al yide we're gonna make her swear al valisasa as well. But in the event that this man is not being his wife, Shvua, because of the fact that she's a chenvanus or an apetrupa. She wasn't, say, a chenvanus or an apetrapah. And the man comes home one day and he suspects his wife and he wants her to swear now, al pilkav it could be in that instance he really wouldn't be able to. Meaning maybe Rabbi Yezer's Halacha in the Sefer is really a Hisaf on the That when a man is anyways making his wife swear, al-Yideh he can make her swear al Pilk of Ali as well. Maybe no. Maybe Rabbi a holds that a man, even not al Yideh Gilgil shvuah can require his wife a Shvuah al Pilk of So the Gemara says, Toshma, I'll bring you a Raya from a Brysa. This is a classic example where you have a Mishnah that says a Halacha, but the Mishnah was written in Balash and and there's a Brysa, and as we'll see, Brysa is that we're a lot, wordier and a lot lengthier, and because of the lengthiness, we have a lot more information. So says the Gemara, the prices said, Amrulay the Rebbe Leezer, responded to Rabbi and they told him, Ein adam darin, that it's not okay, Rebbe that a man should be able to force his wife to swear out Pilka because that would be like telling a, a person to live together with a snake in a kupa, in a basket. I mean, you can't live with a, a man that's going to question every move you make, and that's going to be So the Gemara says, Gishmak, bishlema, khilo, If we're in Rabbi. As I said, I feel a Ali sasa means the a man can make his wife swear I understand why the Chachaman would tell Rabbi he a back in Adam dar im because you're basically putting this woman in a situation where she's going to have to start swearing all over the place, and it's not fair. But if the only time a man can make his wife swear sasa is gilgul shvua, meaning she's anyway swearing because she's a chenvanus or an apetrapa. because of gilgul shvua, we're just tacking on another shvua. So what's the problem? What's the in? adam meaning she's swearing anyways. So when she's anyways going to swear, we'll just say, swear this too. Which, by the way, if she's telling the truth, she shouldn't be a problem. So where's the if a man could just come on a night and make his wife swear, got it. That's but if the only time he can make her swear is when she anyways has to swear, you agree that a man who is Moishev as and Vonus or Apetropa can make her swear. So where's the Einad of the Narm Nachash Bichvifa? She's anyway swearing. So Rebbe Levi oh, adds, you can throw into the Nusach Shvua also say that you didn't t- play around with the Pilchan and the Isasa. That's Einad of the Narm Nachash Bichvifa. The Gemara says, yeah, and the reason is the Amarlei she could say Kima the Kadeikis Basroi Kuliay the Mitzin the Clearly, you don't trust me. You're being medactic in every little thing that I have. And if you're so medactic, I can't live with you. The Eidah of Darim Nachash is not the Shavua, but it's the concept of the Shavua. If a man can tell his wife, swear to me, that... When you cooked supper tonight, you didn't use any more ingredients. You didn't throw something in the garbage that really you weren't supposed to throw out. So, if a man has a right to do that, then it would be very, very difficult for this woman. And that's what the Chachaman meant when they said, It's not the Shavuah per se, but it's really what this Shavuah represents. And that's what this issue is. Rashi says, so You don't love me, you don't trust me. I wouldn't be able to leave with you. Zakhimar Tashma, I'll bring you a raya from a long braisa that will take us all the way to the next mission. In the event that there was a man and a woman that were married. And the man did not pater his wife from a chie of Neder and shvur. So the next mission is going to talk about a man who specifically told his wife that I don't need you to ever swear in the event that there's a questionable situation. That will be the next Mishnah, but for now we're talking about a situation where that didn't happen, meaning it's a regular man and wife. Weird, the halacha is that in certain situations she would have to swear. Okay, if a yeshiva chenvanas or be minah he now appointed her to be a chenvanas or to be an Any Anytime he wants her to swear, he can make her swear. That was the halacha of the Mishnah. Yeshiva in the event that he did not appoint her to be a chenvanas or he did not appoint her to be an in the apetra'apo. He can force her to swear. As it says, even if he didn't appoint appointed to be a chenvanus, didn't appoint her an apetropa, so again, this is the punchline, even though he did not appoint her to be a chenvanus or an apetropa, still he can make her swear whenever he wants, and the reason is, because every single married woman is an apetropus, she's an apetropus, this was the excerpt of this b'raise that we brought earlier, no, this is not okay, it's cruel enough, unusual, a man can't live with his wife that way, or a woman can't live with her husband that way, but what do you see from this b'raisa? You see clearly that Rebbe held that a man can force his wife to swear, Rebbe Leiezer says it very clearly, and if that's the case, this is checkmate, it was unclear in the Mishnah, as it often is. The Gemara's ibayulahu was to clarify the Mishnah, as it often is. And ultimately, the Tashmah was from a Brisa, as it often is. And we will push it, the ambiguity in the Mishnah, from what ultimately was very mefurish in a Breis. So the Gemara, the top of the Omid, brought a Mishnah that discussed a case where a man can obligate his wife to swear at the time that she comes to collect her ksuba that she, or she hasn't already taken payment for the ksuba prior to this point. So for example, the Mishnah said, ha, chenvenes, A man who had his wife working in her store, or she was administrator, she was in charge of his business dealing, she was working for him, and as a result had access to his money or some of his assets. So he can make her swear whenever he wants that she hasn't taken anything from him, and specifically with regards to ksuba. When it comes time to collect suba, he can certainly make her swear and say that I know I owe you ksuba. That was the star that we had written at the time that we got married. However, I'm concerned that maybe you took payment for it somewhere along the way. So a husband has a right to make his wife swear, like the Mishnah said, and specifically when it comes time to collecting the ksuba. We'll see the Mishan da that there are other cases, there are other tsiyuram where a man can force his wife to swear when she comes to Galactic Subah. So ordinarily, if I have a star that says that somebody owes me money, and now I'm taking out my star, and I go to the person that the star says owes me money, I shouldn't have to swear. Shtar is very straightforward, there are eight that is line that the star. It shouldn't be an issue. But there are certain scenarios where a woman who, although she has a stark suba that says that her husband owes her money, still she would have to swear in order for to be able to collect. So on that note, the mission says as follows. Let's say at the onset of the marriage, so right before this husband and wife gets married, the husband writes to the wife, and the left afka. Even if he wouldn't write it, he would just say it. That nedr ushvor that I am going to exempt you from any potential or any that may come about in the future. So, although there are situations where a husband ordinarily would be able to make his wife swear before she collects, ksuba, however, if he clearly stipulates by doing that, he relinquishes his right to make her swear, and Allah is we'll see a whole Ahmed Gemara that. That's going to elaborate on this idea. However, although he clearly stipulated that he's exempting her from swearing, but let's say her yarshim come to collect the ksuba, how would that be? So, for example, he gave his wife a get, and before she had a chance to collect the ksuba, she died. So now she's not the one that's collecting the. Ksuba. it's her Yarshim that are collecting the Ksuba. So even if he clearly stipulated that she would not have to pay Belay it only works for her. But the Yarshim may be there, he never meant it. So therefore, the Yarshim themselves, to the extent that it's a situation where the mother would have had a swear, in this case, the Yarshim would have had a swear. The only reason the mother's not swearing is because of what he said. and But that only worked alayich, it only worked for her, it didn't work for the Yarshim, so in that situation, the Yarshim would have to swear. Vesabar Or, if somebody else is coming, for example, but let's say she sold her ksuba. A woman can sell her ksuba. Now, if somebody buys a woman's ksuba, she's buying an option. It's no different than buying a stock option because the only way this ksuba is going to vest is in the event that he dies first or he gives her a get. But what if she dies first and then nalach is yarsha? He yarshins the ksuba. So let's say somebody bought it and now they're coming mach masa. He gave her a get or he died first. So that person would have to swear in the event that she would have to swear. And although kas la nedu the in the key word is alayich, he only exists. Exempted her from swearing, so therefore the yarshim, anyone that's mach nosah, would have to swear. What if he wrote for in the the al the ala Let's say he said specifically that I'm not only exempting you from swar, but I'm also exempting your yarshim and someone that's ba for example, somebody that buys the from you, then the is in so then it includes everybody. So the Halach itself, in the is not limited to the wife, it could apply to everybody. It really depends on what he said or what he meant. If he said a then we assume he only meant her. He didn't mean the Yarshim and the Baal Meshuzah. If he said clearly, then we say, he did mean everybody. However, even in that last case, when he clearly exempted even the Yarshim and the Baal Makhmosov from Yershav. let's say his Yarshim are now the ones in question. So let's say he died and she or her Yarshim or someone that she sold the Ksuba to are going to collect the Ksuba not from him, but from his Yarshim, then they would have to swear because it's the same Sevarah. He exempted himself from swearing to him, but he never exempted her from swearing to his yarsh. But if he would say, <laughs> If he covered all his bases in this Lashen that he said, then the Halach is, <laughs> So again, it's really more a matter of semantics. It depends on what he said. Whoever he included in this Siluk of Enli Olayich, there is going to be who's included. Whoever was not included won't be included. He has a right to include anybody. It really matters on what exactly his loshin was. Now, one of the potential shvuas that can come about, that when the Mishnah says, Nedar would be the Shfor mentioned in the Mishnah earlier on the Yomit and that is that if the woman was an Apotropos on top of his nechasim, so the Allah has raised him man is, he can make us swear that while she was acting as administrator she didn't somehow siphon off a few shekels for herself. So the Mishnah elaborates on that a little bit. Let's say the husband died and after the husband died she went literally from the levaya back to her father's house. Or maybe she went back to her husband's house. But she didn't become an atropis afterwards. Then, in the event that he said, in this case, the Yarshan would not be able to make her swear the is apatropis. And the reason is because although she may have been an apatropis for her husband, but clearly any. Work that she did for her husband, she did while he was alive. Because as soon as he died, the Mishnah said, either she went home or she went to the base of the house. So, being that any act as apatropis that took place happened while he was alive and he said clearly in so therefore the Yarshim can make a swear however the Nassus apatropos but if she became an apatropos even after the husband already died so she didn't go straight home and she acted as an apatropis afterwards then ha yarshim, then the Yarshim can make a swear however they could only make a swear on the Asad they cannot make a swear regarding the past says the Gemara so the Mishnah began with Halacha kasav Law Nederu shwo enliolach in yachalahashpia. Says the gmar shvua mayavid. What kind of shfu we discussing? Am Rabidama Rav Al Apatropash and Nasis Bhayibai. Referring to the Mishnah earlier on the Akpayvovaman Base and the case that the Mishnah clearly discusses at the end of the Mishnah that we just learned, and that is a woman that's an apotropis. Over her husband's nechasim, the husband has a right to make her swear. But if before they got married, he said, that, shvua, and the halach is, he exempts her from swearing. <laughs> not only is the halacha true for an and it's certainly true for that. In fact, the Mishnah itself, the Sefer, the Mishnah, is clear that it's discussing even that type of shvua. That was the Sefer <laughs> that we just learned. But it's not only that, it's not limited to that case, but even the case of a pegemis, the case of pegemis, so the Mishnah is going to discuss later on the bottom of the Yomim. It's talking about where a woman comes to collect the ksuba. The husband says, "I already made, I already paid the ksuba," and she's made of a mixa. She says, "I know you paid part of the ksuba, but you didn't pay the entire ksuba." So the halach is that she has to swear for the And as we're going to see later in the daf. But said Rav Nachman in the name of Rav Baravuah, that our Mishnah that's discussing a, a man who made a neder shvur in the is talking even about. That type of shvua, even someone that's a pegemes ksubasa, and it's a little bit of a chidosh. The reason it's a chidosh, Rashi says, is because a pegemes ksubasa, the reason she's swearing is because something that she did, she requested a partial payment of a ksuba sometime during her marriage, and as a result, now when it comes time to collect the tikzubah, she's to the mix. She says, I know I got part of it. She's the cause of the shvuah. Maybe where she's causing the shvuah, the husband never intended to be masaliker from the khiv shvuah. Neder in li li'olayach, when I'm the cause of the shvuah. But when your actions are what triggered this khiv shvuah, again, what was her action? She requested partial payment of the tikzubah. Maybe for that, he was never Masalikar. So that's the discussion over here. According to Yudam Arav, it only is a sea look for an apotropic Shannassah's Bechai Ba'ilah, only a Chiyah Shua that he caused. He was the one who made her in charge of her. He's the cause of this Shua now. It's only for that type of Shua that it was Messalik himself. According to him, No, even if she's the cause of the Xubas. That's the Gemara. And Mortchai asked the following question. Bishlam in the Mandom, Allah Pegemas Xubasa. according to Mandom, that says, Allah Pegemas I understand the case. The case is where he was Messalik himself before they Got married. Now, it makes sense that a wife before her wedding would request from her husband. Please be misalik me from any potential shvua that's going to come down the line. Now, what kind of shvua would she be thinking may happen? I may want to collect partial payment of my ksuba somewhere during the course of my marriage. It's a possibility and I know I'm going to have to swear later because I beg hermes ksubasa sa leitipare This is like a little prenup going on over here. So she says, do me a favor. I want you to give me in writing. I want you to be masalik me from any chiv shvua that I may have in the future. So according to Rav Nachman Ravavua that the sea the that the mission is discussing is where the husband was misaliker from a <laughs> shwa on a pegamas ksubasa, the story makes sense. It's a woman who was concerned that she may be a Pagamas Ksubasa. maska to and to She thinks maybe I'm gonna need money. And I'm gonna come collect my sub do me a favor, please give me a writing that I'm not going to have to swear. Ella but according to my that says that in that case she would have to swear that the husband was not Masalak himself. Her from that Chiev when he wrote in Why not? Because that's a Chiev that she brought upon herself. No one asked her to be a Pagamu No one asked her to take partial payment. When was he Masalik himself? Only from the case of So the gemara just has like a, a, a question Did she even think in her mind that maybe one day my husband's going to make me my Apatropos? It sounds like it was weird for a husband to make his wife his chief of staff. That's just not usually the way it worked. Women, I guess, they home more, and you know, they didn't usually run the family business. So as a result, it's not something that she likely would have even thought to request this see C- So the whole case of the Mishnah, according to Rav Yehuda Marav, is, is really a case that's very much loy The Gemara has a problem with that. That was Ramart Chai's kasha. According to Rav Nachman Amar the case of the Mishnah is a, a, a case that's shchich. According to Rav Yehuda Marav, it's a case that's loy It makes more sense that the Mishnah is discussing something that's shchich rather than something that's loy which would be a raya to Rav Nachman Amar Baravu, is in the Mishnah, and a kasha on Rav Yehuda Amarav. So the Gemara says, right, Lastly, so Omalay, so Ashi told Rav Mordchai, Atunahomas Nisu You had what Rabbi Dham said, which was A Patropash and the Ratio the Mishnah. The ratio of the Mishnah. Discussing a man who writes, Ned de Rushfuar, the Mishnah is. He can't make her swear. What kind of shvo are we discussing? So you had Rav Damerab explain the ratio of the Mishnah. We're talking about the shvo as a that was mentioned earlier on Daf Peivavam and And because of that, you had It's something that's leishchiach that a woman would even think that should be a to request this type of Siluk. However, Ravashi said it's a mistake because although it's true, Rav Damerab said those words Al petropis and nasas to explain this Mishnah here on the bottom of Peivavam and but he wasn't explaining the ratio of the Mishnah. He was explaining the safe. The Mishnah. And if he's explaining the Sefer of the Mishnah, really there's no machloikis how to learn the Rashi of the Mishnah. Everybody agrees the Rashi of the Mishnah is talking about Opegemes Ksubasa. And the husband was Masalic himself, even from Opegemes Ksubasa. Although this is far to say, not because she's the one that caused the Ksuba, she's the one that caused the Shvuah, that's not a real Svara. With regards to the Sefer of the Mishnah, it was only there that Rav said his statement of Apatropish and Nasa's Bible. What's the Sefer? You had Rav on the Rashi of the Mishnah for that reason, you're asking a good kasha. But we had to Rav on the Sefer the Mishnah and based on that, there is no kasha at all. What's the Sefer? The Sefer talks specifically about a Shavua What was the case? Holcomb, he by a little bit if, she was the apatropus of her husband while he was alive and then after she, he died she went literally from the Levaya back to her father's house, meaning she had nothing to do anymore with her husband's <laughs> nechassim husband. <laughs> or maybe she did go back to her shver's house, she went back to her late husband's house but she didn't act as <laughs> an There, the Yarshim cannot make her swear because the husband was Masalik himself who was Masalik himself from having the right to make her swear And it works for anything she did while he was alive. The only work she did was while he was alive, so therefore the Yerushim can make a swear. But, but if she was an apatropist even after he died, then Yerushim says the Gemara, and they were discussing this Mishnah, and they wanted to know what Sha'avar meant, meaning what's this cutoff line, when do we look at it as a Shavar that the Yerushim don't have a right to make a swear because of the look of the husband of their father, when do we look at it as La'asad meaning when the Yarshim, yeah, have a right to make her swear. It was regarding that. The only thing that's considered of, meaning the only type of work that they cannot make her swear is work that happened while he was alive. Aval but once he dies not. Now what was the chiddish? even the work that she did between the time that he died and he was buried even that they can make her swear that's a chiddish as we see Ramasna argues that although he was Masalik himself only from his own right to make her swear so once he died now it falls technically under the Rishis of the Yarshim and he was never Masalik to Yarshim in the first case of the Mishnah so the Yarshim should be able to make us win? No. There's a separate safe harbor. There's a separate exemption. That is looked at differently. And the reason is, I mean, because Nardoi said that although there's an Ordinarily, there's a halacha that when an apotropis, Bezdin whoever it is sells the nechassim of Yershim they have to make sure that they get the best price so somebody dies he leaves over an estate and young children so somebody's going to be a caretaker there's going to be someone in charge to make sure that the, the business dealings the financial uh, situation of these children are going to be accounted for now they have a right whoever this person is it's a court appointed apotropis has a right to sell the nechassim do whatever he needs to do however he has to be very medactic he has to be very careful before he sells those nechassim he has to be very careful when it comes to the Nechassim of the yarshim of Yusayim, as we're going to see momentarily. So that's something you have to be extremely careful. One of the things is, is before they sold it, they couldn't just put it on the market and sell it to the... You know, just hit the bid right away and, 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 and sell it. But rather, there was a process of an achrozosa. They had to announce it, and there was like a sheriff sale, and there was a whole process of how it went about, just to make sure that they're going to get the best possible price to protect the financial interests of the assignment. However, there are a few exceptions to that. Number one, the cargo. If it comes tax season, and the king wants these head taxes that used to be paid, and now they come to the assignment. Pay your taxes, or else. So... They don't have any money. They're not liquid. So the Apachov, oh, what's that? We're going to sell a piece of land and we're going to raise money. It's going to take six months until they're Pashkavillin all over town that we're looking to sell the land and then there's going to be a whole, uh, they're going to have to have board approval. By the time you do that, there's going to be a couple of heads rolling. So You can't do that. So therefore, there you sell right away. Ulamazayni, or when it comes to What's for lunch? One second, we have to sell our land and we're going to figure out what's for lunch. Or lakfur, or when it comes to burying somebody. So then, there you're allowed to sell the nechasen even without this whole very complex process, simply because these are things that are very necessary. <laughs> so being that you see that when it comes to Kvura, that's one of the examples where you could just sell, you could be a little bit reckless, although you really have to be very careful when you're taking care of somebody else's nechasm. But there are some exceptions. There are times where you're allowed to be a little less careful, simply because of the Kovara that comes about as a result of the Kvura. Mezoini, food, that's very important. Karga, maybe there's some danger involved. So therefore, Rav Masna held that the Yosoyim cannot make this woman swear that she didn't do anything cute during the time between Misa and Khfura with the husband's Nachasim, because by Misa and Kfura, what was she probably busy with? making sure that the, that the, that the Leviya goes well, the arrangements for the funeral. That's something that people ordinarily are less careful about. The Rashi explains the Gemara, is that if you're going to make her swear that she was meticulous, she might swear and swear falsely. Because the reality is very hard to be meticulous. And you see that from this halacha. So therefore, we say that even by misalik the Yarshim cannot make a swear, although technically they should be able to, because the only reason she would be putter from the Shavuos Apotropos is because of the siluk of the late father, her husband, and he's already dead. But by Misa Lekevura, there's a separate exemption, and therefore the halacha is that But either way, when Rav Yehuda made the statement and he was clearly coming to explain our Mishnah, we thought he was explaining the ratio of the Mishnah, that that's the shvua that the entire Mishnah is discussing when the Mishnah discusses the halacha of a husband being a misalik himself from Having the right to obligate his wife to swear it means dav is a that he caused as opposed to a pegemis for example where she's the cause of the ksuba they're the, Gemara, the with that it just it's a that he would even think or she would think to request that type of seal. you're right that's not what Rabbi the Marav is saying he wasn't explaining the ratio of the Mishnah he was explaining the safe of the Mishnah which is clearly Discussing an apatropis shenasis bikai The question was where well, the husband was Masalik himself, but he wasn't Masalik the Yarshim. So the Yarshim later can't make her swear for things that happened while he was alive, can make her swear for the Asadlavay, things that happened after he already died. What's the cutoff line of Avar and the Asalavay? Pasha you would think, of is it. Ovar before he died, or is it Ovar before Kfura? That was what right. Rav Huda said in the name of Rav, Apetropesh and Nasis That's what's Ovar. But once he dies, Afilu be it's not considered Ovar. It's considered loss That in itself is a controversial statement, as the Gemara brings to Rav Masna, who argued, and Allah is like Rav Masna that Afilu be Either way, we have now. Uh, a gemara that discusses differently shaynus. The mission said that there are certain times where, if the husband's Masalic himself, he's only being masalik himself. Sometimes he's, he's being misalic, sometimes he's even being masalik her yarshin. Sometimes he's even being masalik someone that's ba Mahmasa, For example, somebody bought the ksuba. Sometimes he's being masalik himself in the sense that only if she's coming to collect from him. Sometimes even if she's coming to collect the, from his Yarshim or from someone that's such as the lukukhas. So, How do you know what's what? So there's a whole bunch of different, depends on the Loshon as we saw in the Mishnah. More elaborates on that. Let's say the Loshon of the Siluk was the following. He writes to her And so the Mishnah he said Here he's talking English. It's very straightforward. So it's clear. We know what the is. It's not very complicated. In the or in Raba, on Rabbi case, he was a little bit more unclear. The loy neder ud loy shvu. What does that mean? Who in the yochel asbiya? means that he himself will not be mechayr shvu. Avol yorshem What if you use the Lashin naki neder so naki shvu? The naki means he's going to be. You'll be okay without it. So the lord neder la somehow implies only he won't be mechayven the neder Naki not naki That's a more inclusive. Language and therefore, why? This is the way you understand. So you're going to be clean from Shua, meaning you're never going to be Chai whether it's me or my Yoshan that are trying to be Chai Vishu. he argued, so Rabbi Yosef had in the name of Chiyah, that the law, that the law, is the same as the way Rabbah had in the name of Chiyah. So it's my is Rabbah and Yosef what Rav Chiyah said. So whereas Rabbah said in the name of Rabbi Yosef, no one can be in the Rab Yosef had the name just the opposite. I said, "You can't make him swear." this is what he meant. The only way you're going to be off the hook is Rabbi Sholoch Rab sent the following to Rabbi I know that Rab exactly Yosef. The If somebody says the the or what exactly he meant? I'll tell you my thoughts. If he said that you're going to be exempt from swearing or promising. Meaning nichsei minechasim. Then who in a yachal asviah al yorshim must be because he said it only mean nichsei when it belongs to me. But if I die my yorshim yashem minechasim, that's different. Min nichsai yo However, if he didn't say minechasim but rather these nechasim, then daloch is beinu bein yorshav ein must be an oisah. According to Rab Zakei, it's not tully in the lo ned the loishvur naki ned the naki That's irrelevant. There's that nuance between Deloy and Naki, he didn't buy. What matters is that you say my or these Nechasm. My implies as long as I'm the owner as opposed to if it's my Yarshen. These Nechasm implies even if it belongs to the Yarshen. i Mishum Abishol ben Imam Miriam. So Reb Nachman, in the name of Shmuel, in the name of Abishol, the son of Mother Miriam. So you do find in chat sometimes that the Warah Meirah mentioned not as the son of their father, Rav Mori Baruchel, but rather as the son of their mother. So this is an example of that. Incidentally, if you look at Tagoi Siaivetz, he says, Ema Miriam, Mother Miriam. What does that mean? Right, you have Brother, uh, uh, brother Shlomo. So you have Mother Miriam. What, what does that mean exactly? He says, Ima was a Lashon of So Just like you find Abba in Shah. sometimes. Didn't mean literally father, but it was like a Lashon of Chashivas. So Ema also was a Lashon of Hashivas. But either way, so what did he say? Ben Deloy Neder, Ben Deloy Something... Yeah, pendalay shwoa, bain the naki shwo, bend the way nether bend the noki nether baymin nixai baymin nichai lane, bainhua ben yersh, in mashbi noisa. That he, regardless of what the lawshim's giving if you use the law or if you use naqi. And he added, if you use my nachasim or these nachhasim and all the different permutations, the Alakha would be the same. That imashbi sah nobody can make her swear. Not him and not his Yoshim. Abu Maas, he said, what could I do? Shari Omru Khachobnim Habi parmi Naqshim Laypara Shua Ta if somebody comes and requests payment from Naqsi Yes'min for example a woman comes to collect the khsuba from the Yasam, her husband died, and now she's going to the Yassami to collect the ksubah what's the alakha? So that halacha of A Bali Param and Aqsi Yasama Laypar Al-Bashfu'ah supersedes any lush that he used. The lunada, the lushfu, the naki naqinadah the nut, my naqishvor, my These disnachha doesn't matter. That takes precedence, and the father therefore does not have a right to create a situation where a woman can go collect k'suba from the yisoyimim and not have to swear. Habo liparam in echse <laughs> yisoyimim le'iparab supersedes everything. some had the same exact thing that Abishol said in the name of Imam Miriam, but not Rabnach ben but rather a brysa. What did the brysa say? Same exact thing. Abishol ben Imam Miriam Omar, ben deloy shvua, ben denoki shvua, ben deloy neda ben denoki neda, ben minichse, ben minichse, ben ben hu, ben Ein so in this Gersa, it's not Rav Nachman Omra that had this memra in the name of Abishol ben Ima Miriam. It was a brisa where Abishol ben Ima Miriam is mentioned saying his halacha. In This Girsar of Nachon Amashmu was just saying that the halacha is like that Brysar, halacha keben ima Miriam. So, just one quick thing to lighten it up a little bit. So, we mentioned Aboli para minachse yisoimen, loyi para elabeshvos. It is an unbelievable chinoch. Sefra chinuch, mitzvah samachai. It's a beautiful mitzvah. So, the chinuch and mitzvah samachai. The mitzvah is shaloi laanis yosim almonas. It is a law that you have to be careful when you treat a yosim, the way you treat a yosim or an almona. It's a loisa say in the Torah called almona of the yosim lois anun. You have to be extra careful when it comes to dealing with a yosim and an almona. Says the chinuch midine mitzvah. ma'sha amru zecheru levracha. Shall filu almonase shall melech the yosimah bavzaros. Okay, that's we need the next line. So what do you do? So you have a yosim and almona. How are you supposed to treat them? So you have to talk to them soft you have to treat them with respect you shouldn't make them work too hard don't cause them physical pain nor should you embarrass them with words you should be more careful with their money than you are even with your own money. Says the Chinuch, and here's the punchline, And it's for that reason that the Chachamim said that if somebody goes to a Yasim and wants payment for something, uh, an Amonah comes to the Yosemim and says, I want you to give me my father, the Mitzuba that your father owed me. Even if he has a Shtar and the shtar is a star makoyim with a hempeg, the whole second paragraph, it doesn't matter, lo yipara, ele v'shvua, so the Allah is, he or she would have to swear, ma she ain't that's Allah you don't find anywhere else, so why aboli para, minach se yisoyim, lo yipara, says the chinuch, it's related to the lo and the Torah, of and we learn from there that is You have to be very careful with the mamoin of a yasim. and for that reason, be very careful. Ordinarily, you have a star you go to somebody, take the money. No, you have to be more careful. This is the moment of the of the you have you be very careful when it comes to that money, and therefore the al This din is a why? came, because if it's true that the reason is is because it says in the Tayra what's the obvious kasha? very good. It's not exclusive to Islam. The Torah says, Aumana Vyasim Loysanon. Volo Matsino Zerak be a sign. Aval Aumana Layan Tainus, or Tvisiki Halam Israel. Amano is like a regular yid. Vidin Zed Loy Paral Beshwit, the sign, and not just that. This halacha is a feel of Beyarsham Gedoyle and Viskenim, even if the Yasim is eighty years old. It doesn't matter. The Halanifra shall be fun of Tarak Shvor. The Hena Bali Parmalakucha is the Sazim and Chasheno. This is not a halacha because he's a Yasim and you're very careful with a Yasim. That's why there's the a loka of Loy Paral Beshwit. The reason you have to pay with a Shvor is because Yasim has. No idea what happened. You're coming to the Yasim, you're saying, You Yarshin, money from your father. You know, your father owed me money? Really? I have no idea. The father would know. There's some swears of Tayyim and of how it would all play out. But the Yasim have no idea what happened. So therefore, the Allah you want to take from the same swear. But uh, it, and in fact, says that's why you see the same Allah regarding the Kuchas. Let's say somebody had Nakhasim, he sold it, and now you're a Khaif. You go to the Lakukha's and you know that field that you bought, I had a lien on it. Why? Because I once let you uh, the person the money her money, and therefore you also say halacha. It's the same swara. It's because they have no idea what's going on. So he says, a very nice chinuch. It's a beautiful swara. But in halacha, he says, talk to Mishnah A woman that's Pagemas ksubasa. When it comes time for her, she wants to collect the ksuba. She needs to swear. The Mishnah will explain what a. He didn't like that. What a pegemes ksubasa. It made echo that says that the ksuba is parua. Again, let's <laughs> talk a woman is coming to collect the ksubah, like we just mentioned. Or she's going to the Lekuchais. She's going to someone who bought a, a field from her husband, saying that I had a lien on that field, because I had a, an outstanding suba. Or, let's say she's coming to collect the Suba. The husband didn't die. He's also, she's also not collecting from the Lakukhais, but he's in Medina Sayam. He's not around. In all those cases, Mishnah explains all these. So we had five cases in the Mishnah. She's collecting from the or she's coming to collect if he's not around, in all those cases, the a What's the example of a She had a ksuba that says that her husband owes her thousands zuz. Now, usually a ksuba is either masayim zuz if she was a bsula, or it's a hundred zuz if she was an almana, but there's a halach of teisrus ksuba, so she has a ksuba now with all the teisrus ksuba, and you add up all the hidden fees and everything, you end up with a thousand zuz. So she comes now to her husband, I have a ksuba, thousand zuz. He gave her a get, pay up. and he tells her his says, I paid the ksuba already. Now we'll see whether he ate him, whether I ate him something to see on the page, whether they were ate him or not. She has the ksuba, but he's saying I paid. and she maybe foolishly says, It's true that you made a payment, but you only made a partial payment. You only made a money. She got herself into trouble. Now the Allah is lo Once you're mixas, you're suggesting that there is some credence to what he said, that I made a payment, maybe he really paid the whole thing, and you're just lying when you say he only paid a little bit, so, and then you're considered a pegemes ksubasa. So pegemes ksubasa is a woman that is admitting that you paid part of the ksuba, that loch is, she has to swear. Is this the shwurda Iraisa of made by Or is it only a the Rabbanan? So that we'll see on other base. Aid echad me she paroquates The second case in the Mishnah where a woman has to swear when she comes to the ksuba is when there's an eight echhad saying that the ksuba was already paid? What's that case? Again, she comes out with a ksuba that says, husband owes her a thousand zos, and he says, his kabalta ksuba sech, I already paid the ksuba. So Here she's a little smarter. She's not a pygamous She says, It's not true, I didn't care. But there's an edecho that says that the husband's right that he did pay the ksuba. that is loiti parah ela Being that there's an edecho, therefore the Allah is you know so Now that's true that on the dairaisa level, any time an edecho says right, Reuven comes over to Shimon, Reuben tells Shimon, "You owe me a hundred dollars," and Shimon says, "No, I don't." In order for Reuben to take two hundred dollars out of Shimon, what would you need to wait him? What if he has an edecho? So the Allah is lo Yakum edecho. Momon, however, the shvor come, and therefore he would have to swear a shvur de reis, one of the three cases of shvur de reis. So here too, this case, is she swearing a shvur de reis because there's an ech that says that it was already paid up, or is only a shvur de rabbanan. Again, that we're going to see on, on mid base. If he pays up, doesn't he get the shinar back? He should have the ksuba. Right, so, suba, so the fact so that she has the ksuba, why isn't that erasing? Maybe, or maybe it's m'makim shen, maybe it's m'makim shin, kaisim ksuba. I'm not sure. Or partial payment. So, the Gemara discusses that in different places. Kate said, What's the case of a woman that's coming to collect from the Chasim Shubadim? So, the husband, after he got married, sold off his Nakhasim, or part of his Nechasim. So, now when it came time to collect the ksuba he's already broke. So, she has a right to go to these Nechasim Shubadim because she had a lien on those. Uh, he should have ran a title search before he bought it. But right now, that's the Lacha. She can go and collect from the Meshubadim. is she this that's straightforward. he died. He left over the to to collect from the that's even more straightforward. he's away, he's, 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 he's out of town. she's coming to collect we need a in order to collect the Tevask, Subasa, in that we'll see on Dach Peches, Amidbez, the Gemara's explain what Shimon is talking about and what he's going back on. Says the Gemara. So we had the first halacha, the Mishnah of, of Pegemesk, Subasa. What was the case of Pegemesk, Subasa? A woman pulls out a Ksuba that says, you owe me a 1,000 Zuz. She got divorced, and now it's time to collect the Ksuba. She goes to her husband, El Zuz. He says, no, what do you know? We paid. We worked this out already five years ago. What are you talking about? Now, they're clearly not on the best of terms. But either way, I already made this payment. But she's Pagama. She says, it's true that you made a partial payment, but you didn't pay the entire Ksuba. So now the is that anything that she wants to collect, she's going to have to swear. There are three Shavuaz day. There are three times in the Torah where someone swears a What are the three Shavuaz day? Number one, You owe me $100, I owe you 50 So the 50 you have to pay. In fact, the Makart, Dami is the fact that when somebody's a B'Mitzas, he has to pay the the that he was Moida. The other half, you have to swear that you don't owe it. And if you swear that you don't owe it, then you're going to be part from paying. The second is an Edecha. Edecha says you owe me. Reuven says, tells Shimon you owe me a hundred dollars. Shimon's not Ma'ida mixer. I don't owe you anything. And Reuven brings an Edecha that says that Shimon owes that Reuven owes Shimon a hundred dollars. Edecha doesn't work gamre however, it works to be Mikhail the third case is the Shwas Ashimrim. So Ash Machinam, for example, that claims uh Gineva Vaveda or the Halachi is, is that Ashmasaka, whatever, Gineva Vaveda. But the, the point is that there are cases where Shaymrim have to swear, and the again is a Shwadei Raisa. So says the Gemara, Rami Chama thought that this case of Ghana's Ksubasa falls into one of the three categories of Shvode Raisa. Why? It's a, it's a Shwas Moed Mikzas. He's saying I paid the whole thing. She's saying you only paid half. So the Gemara says, "On told Bar No, I have two taines on what you're saying. Chod, meaning two riyas that it's not a shvu. They raya so chodah raya number one. The Every shvu they raya is a case where you're trying to get someone to pay money. He swears not to be chayif to pay. The However, Vihi, in this case, she's Mishpas when I tell us, right? What's the classic case of money to mixes? You owe me, Ruben tells you, you owe me $100, he says, I owe you 50. So what's the law? Do you have to pay the other 50? Swear and don't pay. So I'm going to swear and not be chayif to pay. The Eid is the same thing. Eid says, you owe $100. He says, I don't owe $100. Swear and you won't have to pay the $100. The Shemur too. The Shemur claims, Gneve Vav he claims something happened. Maybe not. Maybe you stole it. Maybe you're a Pesheah. Swear that you weren't. And in that case, you're not going to be chayif to pay. So all the cases of Shvor Dei Reisah is where you're a nishba. And as a result, shwa. Mishali, you're not to pay. That's not the case over here. Here she's going to be nishba v'noitl. She has a ksuba. She wants to collect money. The question is, how much could she collect? She's made a mix of a mixas that part of it was already paid, meaning that part of it, you don't owe me. The other half, she's saying, you do owe me. Swear, and you could collect the other half. That's not a shvore de reisa. in Part of what makes something a shvore de raisa that you're a nishba v'noitel. A nishba v'noitel can't be a shvore de raisa. more The oid and more. A nishba not fear. Shibut karkois, the aloha is is that although there are cases of so, but not when it involves property, not when it involves karka. So for example, if Ru would come to Shivan and tell him you owe me a thousand dollars worth of property. And he comes back and he's made Mixas. No, $500 I do, the other $500 I know. There's no halocha Shua's made by Mixas. Learn that from Sukkot. So Shua's made Mixas is only when we're discussing the Now we're discussing Karka, but the halacha goes a step further. That even if the claim that Toyev is regarding something that could affect Karka, for example, there's a lean on karka that somehow plays a role in this conversation. The shibudim, shibud nechasim, even then there's no Allah of Shua. Because any time there's a sad karka that involves karka a little bit, there's no shua they rise Ksuba always involves karka. Because she, when she has a ksuba, she has a right to go to the nechasim mishubadim and collect Karka that any Eloi may have bought from her husband. So being that it involves Karka, it falls under the category of Enish Bo'en, Al-Kfiras, Shibut, karkois is a Tzad Karka in this time. They didn't over here, and therefore it can't be a Shafu De The had two reasons not a Shafu Number one, you're a Nishba of noitel. every Shafu raisa is a Nishba of And Number two, it involves Karka. There are wings over here. There's a, there's a lot going on. Therefore, it can't be a shvua da'irais. So, Elam, my the Rav, so, Ravas says, What is this shvua? So, Ksubas, the what kind of shvua are we talking about? Midra it's Shvod And the reason the Chachamim said that she has to swear is because the Paradaik, when somebody makes a payment, he usually knows how much payments he made. The Mifra, the one who's getting paid, is usually a little bit less careful. Therefore, Veramu Rabbanon Shvua Allah, ki so, ordinarily, the payee is a little bit less medactic in how much money he or she got paid. So, come and want her to be careful, so she shouldn't just recklessly claim whatever. She's going to say, oh, yeah, right, I forgot. You made another payment. That's what we're trying to avoid. So, we said that once you get a partial payment, you're going to have to swear before you collect that. You're going to have to swear. You have to put your money where your mouth is. Then already... Maybe you're going to be a little bit more careful. So it was all a way to get the woman to be careful every time the husband makes a payment so she'll know, she'll record it, there'll be a good cheshman. It's like this, the husband won't be making extra payments. either way, but it's a shvud rabonin. Pagames What if she's a pagames ksubasa? Again, she has a ksuba that says, you owe me $1,000. He says, I paid it. She says, you paid part of it. You paid $100. And she has him to prove that he paid the $100. Now, she doesn't have Aiden to prove that he didn't pay the other $900, then there'd be no Shiloh. But on at least the mixtas Piroin that she claims happened, we know happened with Adam. So there are Adem about $100, the there are no Adam about the other $900 and that's the question. Does he owe an action $900 or not? What's the Shiloh? Even is the part of Adim, you see that this man already is mockbit to pay with Adem. So that's, isn't that a raya of a Parala That had he paid the other $900 it would also be Adim. And with the fact that we don't have Adam on the other $900, maybe that's a raya that there wasn't another payment of $900. he's not so medoctic. You can't do a psychoanalysis on this fellow based on the fact that he one time made a $100 a payment with Adam. Boom, they were he said, "All right, It's very convenient. I'm not making But uh, if they were just because they were them once, it's not a riot that this person will never Make a payment without Edom. It's not necessarily a raya; it was a coincidence. It was a punct. It says the Gemara, Tashma Raya from Ebraisa. Every person who swish would Ebraisa, like we just mentioned, is a nishba Mishalim. The elu nishba in the The following are a list of people that are nishba v'neitel. We'll just go through the list simply because it's there's. Not a lot of time. Look at Rashi for a beer and what each one of these people are. And this is the last one that we need. That we need. If someone's a Pogim Star, right? The case of Pogimis Ksubasa is not exclusive to Ksuba. It's true for any Star. Reuven comes to Shimon with a Star and says, You owe me $1,000. He says, I paid it. He's made a You paid part of it. Say, My Pogim needs to swear. Not a shmoid of a mixer's day, right? But like Ravah said, it's a shmoid rabbon. But here the Brisa says, Mephurish, oh, Va Pogim Storoy, Shall be Ah, it's Mephurish, Shall I be in. So you see that this whole halacha of Pogim Storoy, which is the same halacha as our Mishnah, of a Pogamesk Subasa, is Dafka Shall I be if there were no Adam? But be Adam lie, but if there would be Adam, then that loch would be, why would that loch be different? Probably because there's an umdina, that he's probably telling the truth. Because you see that this person was mocked to pay with Adam. So had he made more payments, he probably also would have used Adam says no let me by a command no, could be shall I be a demise loved after even if there were edim, the halacha would still be the same. There'd be a shvu'ah de rabbanon. Why then did the brayser say shaloi be edim? Because there's a chiddush that even when there were no edim, there's still a of shvu'ah. Meaning the Gemara thought that it's a bigger chiddush that there's a shvu'ah when there are edim. The Gemara says I, it's true, but I can counter argue that there's also a bigger chiddush when there's no edim. What's the bigger chiddush? Maybe when there's edim, it's Pasha, You need shvu'ah, and you don't say the svara uh, of in isa the parah be edem, have a parah law. Rather, I will be because you could have thought that this whole person why is he swearing at all? Isn't he a Meshav Aveder? Nobody even asked this person. It's unbelievable. Had this person been quiet? You owe me a thousand dollars. He said I paid it. So if the person's quiet no you didn't. Then you're going to have to pay him $1,000. You have a shtar, unless you could prove that you paid it. Like you said, what happened to the ksuba? So if I have a ksuba, I have a shtar that says you owe me $1,000, you can't just say, I ID, It doesn't work that way. You'd have to prove it. You'd have to have some. Why did this person trip up? Because he was a maid of He said, it's true, you paid. Oh, you're ready. Maidah, that there's some credence to what he's saying. You tripped yourself up. Now you have to swear. But the Gemara says, isn't that a classic case of Veda, or you can call a migu, call whatever you want? But it doesn't make sense that because he was moid a little bit that he somehow made himself worse. Had he been koi for alcohol, then he wouldn't need to swear. You have a star, you'd have to pay the star. But because I gave something back, I said it's true about 100 of the thousand dollars, that somehow makes it work. So I would have thought that maybe when there are Edim, so you're not a Meshav veda, because the Edim are saying that you already paid 100, so maybe there's a Halach of shvur. But where there are no Edim, then there's a Svar of Meshav Avedah, maybe you should be able to take it even without a Shavuah at all, that there's a Chishavuah, a little bit more Gemara, so what if the same case of gemes ksubasa? Woman comes to her husband with a ksuba that says, You owe me a thousand dollars. He says, I paid it. She says, that's true, you paid partial, you paid $100. But what happened over here that's different than the classic case of the mission. Is she comes out with a whole invoice, a detailed invoice. You paid $5 on Tuesday, $3 on Wednesday, and she has a whole cheshbin, not just that, pachas pachas mi rash. Rashi says, there was some payments that were even less than a shavapruta. You paid me once a quarter, I don't know. So she has a real good cheshbin over here. Mia, give me the kadaika, kulei hai, she has it all figured out. Kushta So she's probably telling the truth, because she's not just making a reckless statement. You paid a Hundred dollars? No, she's backing it up with detailed information. Aydulma, maybe a rumikama She's a real con man. She knows what she's doing. Someone told her, come with a detailed chesmen like this. They're going to think you're telling the truth. Mar says, takeo iboilo. One last shaylo. Pei cheses so what's a pechesek subasa? So we'll see it in the tashma. Tashma, A is not look a and whereas a peygemes needs to swear, a peches doesn't swear say, oh, What is a, she had a that says that he owes her a thousand zos. and he says I paid the thousand zos. She says, "No, you didn't. You didn't pay the thousands of. Us. But what she says is, it just so happens that although the Ksuba says a thousand us, we had a side arrangement that suggested that although the kusubah is going to say that you really only owe me a hundred dollars, so that it's similar to a Pagemis the pegemes is saying that although the shtar says you owe me a thousand dollars, really you owe me nine hundred dollars because you have already paid a hundred dollars. This is similar in the sense that although the ksuba says a thousand dollars, really you don't owe me a thousand dollars, but she's not saying pegemes that you made a payment. She's not saying you made a payment. She's saying that the whole shtar is a farce. That although that's what the shtar says, there was a side arrangement that said that's really not what you're going to owe me. Is that considered a pegemes because you're a shtikomoyda b'miktas here? Or maybe not, says the gemara. Again, Toshma, pecheses tipara sh not a pegemes. Although a pegemes needs to swear, a peiches says, doesn't need to swear. said again, (laughs) hoysa ksubasa levzuz, v'amala So the Yomara asks an obvious question, but my gavya, I don't understand the whole case. She's collecting with a ksuba that says he owes her a thousand dollars, where she admits that really he only owed her a hundred dollars, which means that this shtar is worthless. It's false, because the star says $1,000, and really there was no here $1,000. So fake the one by my Gavio. how could you collect? By shtar, but there's shtar, hay shtar She's admitting the star is a false star. If she's admitting the star is a false star, you can't use the you can't use the star no, she's not collecting. Her whole kayak to collect is because she has a star. Once she's moida, that the star is not a good star, because it says a thousand and really was a hundred, then she should lose her kayak to collect. A by Now she's not saying that the star was muzuyev, that I bought the star in the local convenience. So that's not what she's saying. She's saying it was a real star, it was known with aid him. The star said a thousand dollars. Afterwards, I said, you know what, Sulzan, when it comes time to collect, just give me hundred dollars The Star itself was a good because that was signed with real Edim. It was a legitimate star. However, this amanda, the side arrangement that she had is a real side arrangement and that's the Shailah. Is she pegemas or not? And the Gemara says she's not a pygamous.